Hello and welcome to the Unorganized and Lost podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, and I'm here to prove you don't always have to be organized to follow your dreams and getting lost isn't always a bad thing. So today's episode kind of feels nostalgic because I have my first ever podcast guest on again to talk about what he's been up to. Hi, Adrian Verdal. How's it going? Good. How are you? I am so excited to dive into what you've been up to because it's it's almost, it's over a year ago that we did the first episode, which is kind of wild. Yeah, you're right. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. So you were fully, so if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to what Adrian's, Adrian, how Adrian started and where he was at then, because that's impressive. But now we're going to dive into the last year, over a year, and it's actually kind of more impressive, which is so exciting. So you were with the Nelk boys last year, and it was actually right before they released Happy Dad Seltzers, which, um... I was like super convinced I liked them because you were doing it and I was all about it. I had a couple packs of them and I switched back to White Claw. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't blame you. It makes sense. <laughs> so what have you been up to this last year? Uh, a lot. So yeah, I guess in the last six months I made the transition. I no longer work for Nelk. So I work okay. for myself now. I started my own brand. It's called Trailer Park. Love it. So, I'm doing that full time and trailer parks, just kind of like a, it's like a production company slash like clothing brand. So I've been kind of fully focused on that. And then the last year has just been making different connections in a whole new industry. That's not really like YouTube friendly anymore or like YouTube. -y. It's more or less like the music industry. So making connections through that. And it's been, it's been so, so fucking fun. I, I've been having a blast doing it. I'm like probably 10 times happier than I've ever been just focusing oh, on that's amazing. making music videos for artists and stuff like that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to dive more into, um, this year into depth. So why did you leave the Nelk boys? So I actually didn't leave the Nelk boys. I got fired and, okay. um, there's not like I was telling you, there's not too much I can talk on as far as like why. I got fired, but it was basically like me and the head honchos at now Kyle and the management. I'm not going to name them. I'm just a lot of things. And I realized that I was getting taken advantage of quite a bit. So, you know, eventually after going back and forth for a while, um, they ended up canning me, which is fine. I was like kind of half expecting it. I knew my career in Nelk wasn't going to last much longer. I still had this dream of starting um trailer park i had always had that dream of starting trailer park and doing something for myself so um i was kind of at the point where i was just like okay i can follow this this path of nelk wherever it's going um or i can do something for myself and build something that some means something to me and can build a community around so you know should happen the way it did i'm not really mad at it it's i think it's somewhat of a blessing even though like, you know, the first few months was tough because you're so used to being alongside this group of people and this consistent pay. So it was like, it was comfortable where, and I didn't want to be comfortable. Yeah. But the first two months was rough, got out of that. And then really focused on building up my brand, getting the clothing brand together, um, getting more productions for music videos and just going 110% all in on trailer park. And here we are, we're doing, we're doing pretty good. Things are moving and I'm 10 times happier. I love that. Okay. So how long were you with the Nelk boys? 
like four and a half years long time wild what's crazy to think is that mean that means we've known each other for at least five years at least Mm -hmm. that's insane i don't even remember what year we met it's been a while though i had to have been like 2017 18 yeah i think you're right i think it was 17 yeah that's crazy um and you've come so far um the coolest thing is is how long you were with the nelk boys and kind of realizing that that stability was just the beginning and that you know that ride was just the beginning and so i'm so excited because you've actually had the idea for trailer park even before nelk boys right i think when we met you were talking about trailer park as a concept yeah so originally um before i started with nelk i had this it was basically the same thing it was trailer park films at the time and i kind of wanted to like do obviously music videos the same thing with artists and then do interviews with artists as well so I think I privated all the videos, but I did two interviews with artists, Stevie Dub, we know him. And yep. then another set of artists, um, Dane OTB and Jax OTB. And um, that was kind of where I wanted it to go. I was like, oh, it'd be cool if we like interviewed artists and like say their career goes on a rise. And this is like one of their first like interviews they ever got. And um, it was fun. I, I actually liked doing it. And then once I got the job with Nelk, then everything kind of was just like full focus on Nelk and then trailer park kind of took a dive. So this idea has been around for at least six years. I just had to take that four and a half year break from doing it because obviously Nelk working there, if for the people that don't know, it just sucks you in and you don't, you don't have any time for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You're working seven days a week, every single day, always get a new call to go to a new place. You guys were traveling a lot too, which didn't help the the nonstop. Yeah. We get a call at 3am saying, Hey, we got to get on a flight in two hours. I got to be up and packed and out of that door and get on a flight in those next two hours. You didn't know that you were going somewhere until 3am sometimes? This happened a lot. <laughs> oh my God. Like we'd get a call and then they'd be like, we got to fly out here. You're leaving in two hours. I booked your ticket you know, our assistants calling us and then we're just like, Oh fuck. Like then I got to pack, go to the office, grab the camera gear, get what I need and then get on a plane. It's like, it was tough. I wouldn't wake up. What happens? Like if you don't wake up, there'd be sometimes I'd, I was at sleep. I, you know, my phone's on silent. I sleep and then I wake up in the morning, three missed calls from our assistant. I'm like, Oh fuck. Like I probably missed a flight, but I, at the same time, it's like not my fault, but I just yeah. get a flight out that morning. That's insane. Yeah. It was like, so spontaneous there was never like you know certain videos were structured yeah but it was especially when we started doing the podcast that it was like boom like that we get a call that like this person wants to do a podcast and then the next day we're flying out or that same night it was so sporadic crazy was it fun or is it like too much um it was fun in the beginning and then when i'm trying to juggle producing and um, filming all the Nelk videos mixed in with the podcast, it kind of makes my mind go crazy because I'm, I'm like now taking time from setting yeah. up these videos and I'm trying to make these the best they can be. So when I have to go fly somewhere for a day and then fly back, it takes two days out of my time to set up this video. So that's insane. Yeah. So it was a little that's tough. wild. Um, okay. So let's now dive into trailer park because I think the concept of trailer park is so incredible. And I think people need to hear what it's all about and what the merch is and how it all ties together. Yeah. So 
uh, Trailer Park originally was just going to be like music videos and kind of like a media outlet for like hip hop artists and stuff like that. And then as time went on and kind of nearing my career, uh, the end of my career at, at Nelk, um, I was trying to think of ways I was like, how, how can we help support artists and like still shoot really, really good music videos? And I was like, okay, well, why don't we just take Trailer Park as a brand and then sell clothing and then every dollar we make from the clothing goes back into like artist music videos getting them marketing press all that kind of stuff a good visual and then we put all this out on our on our platform trailer park on youtube and eventually over time we'll build this big community of people that are just supporters that will support the the clothing and stuff like that and they know like when i buy a piece of clothing they're supporting an artist getting a music video and getting their name recognized and stuff like that so I really wanted to build something that was just like to help the community, not, not just hip hop artists, but like all genres. Like we're, we're going like, you know, pop and rock, reggaeton country. Like we don't care if you got good music and we, and we like hear your stuff and it's good. We'll be like, all right, let's, let's do a visual. And then, you know, eventually over time when the clothing really starts doing better and better and better, we'll have, you know, big budgets for these, for these really like kind of like not known artists so it's going to be like their first music video sometimes and it's going to be like damn they're like looking at these productions like this is crazy it's not just like a dslr and a kid you know doing run and gun music videos like no we like write a treatment out we like organize it we have like gaffers on set we have like steady cam ops we have locations we have producers we have makeup artists stylists wardrobe all that so we go we go crazy for every music video. I love that so much. I think that's so incredible what you guys are doing. I think I need to come out and like watch one of your guys's um, productions one time. Yeah. Crash the set. We got another <laughs> one coming soon, so that's gonna be a big one. Okay, I'll I'll make. Is it in LA? Yeah, I think ninety. Yeah, ninety percent of the filming will be in LA. Okay. Well, I mean, in California, I guess is a better yeah, way to put it. Yeah, California. Okay. Um. Then I, yeah, I'll I'll make the drive down. I'll do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, so where can people buy the merch and support Trailer Park? Um, so we have a website right now. It's called opentrailerpark.com. And that kind of has, that has like all of our BTS videos. Like you can go on there and check out like the BTS videos from every every individual artist um, music video shoot. And then there's a bunch of photos that are attached that you can see like all the behind the scenes photos. Um, and then we have like all the visuals we've ever put out on the website as well. And then um, like a little about section shows just like what trailer parks about really like putting on for artists and getting them known. So if you guys want to support, you can go to opentrailerpark.com, cop a t-shirt and it'll help out an artist. I love that so much. Yeah. I have my t-shirt. I rep it. I was actually wearing it in Hell LA yeah. and my hat. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. So I actually meant to, to backtrack a little bit. How did you come up with the name trailer park? Oh, um, I grew up in a mobile home, so trailer park seemed fitting. I kind of wanted to go like, go a little bit back to my roots. So, um, since I was three, four years old, uh, I grew up in a trailer park. So when I was trying to think of production names, I was coming up with all this stupid shit and I was just like, all this sounds so bland, like just like moonlight production or something like that. And I was just like, no, like, and then I was just like, <laughs> What if I went something like close to home and I was like, mobile home, like mobile estate, trailer park. And then I was like, whoa, trailer park would be cool. And I then I was that. like, 
Fuck it. Let's do trailer park. <laughs> That's so amazing. Okay. So everyone's going to go cop a t-shirt so they can help support these sweet music videos for all these starting artists. How do you guys find your artists? So that's actually pretty interesting. Um, right now, it's kind of through TikTok or connections. Like, um, for instance, um, Dano TV. He's one of the music videos we shot. He was. Uh, he's a good friend uh, out here in California. So we've done three mu- music videos with him already. And um, we just wrapped shooting one of his most recent ones. Um, and that's gonna be the third video we've shot with him. And then other times for the people that know Steve will do it. I shot Lil Georgie's music video. He was just like a kid that they met on the streets, like kind of the same story. Um, he's just like from the slums and all that stuff. But Steve basically paid for the budget for Georgie's music video. So I flew to Miami and we, we like rented all the gear, all the locations, and then shot his whole music video in, in a day. Um, so some were like from connections and then some are like, like TikTok, for instance. Um, recently I was scrolling on TikTok and I found this kid, um, his name is ZZZ. And his, the song that he just put out was like called Ocean. And I was just like, he was like, he just had that like sound that I was just like, Oh, this kid's like, this kid's going to go crazy. Yeah. So I DM'd him on TikTok. I followed his Instagram. I DM'd him there and I was like, yo, your music's insane. Like, have you ever shot a music video before? And he's just like a kid out of like Florida, like Gainesville, Miami area. And, um, he was like, no, I've never done that. And I was like, we got to shoot a music video. How do I, how do I get you out to like LA? And at the time I was just like, do you have any money you want to put up for this music video? And he's like, I'm a broke college student. Of course I don't. And I was like, okay, so I got to figure this out. So I was trying to see how much money I had in my account. Literally, I was like, how can I make this happen? Cause I really wanted to go crazy for this video. So I was like, with the flight costs, with the cost of his hotel, with the cost of, you know, the production as a whole, I was like, this could be expensive. So I went to Steve and I was like, Hey bro, I got this kid. His name's ZZZ. He's like an up and coming artist. I genuinely believe he's about to blow up. How, like, could you like, like donate money to this, like music video, basically sponsor it. And then he was just like, yeah, I got you. And he's wires me like 5k. And I was just like, damn. So with his 5k, I think I dumped four, $4,000 of my own money. So we had like a total of like nine grand to work with his music video. And I was like, okay, cool. We have a good budget now. Yeah. So we flew him out. We had, we had already predetermined like, um, a song and you know, I like decided on one and then we flew him out. Um, and then production day, it was insane. Cause we had been prepping this for probably two months, just like getting with stylist wardrobe, makeup artists, um, getting all the props together. We had like 15 extras on that day. We had the location, we had crane operators, we had behind the scenes photographer, behind the scenes videographer. Dang. We had a production assistance, like ran uh, van rentals. Like it was like the my first huge production. And I didn't even, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just like figuring yeah. it out. But I, I was just like, okay, we just gotta do it. But anyway, long story short, we get him, we get him out. We shoot the music video that day. How old is this kid? He just turned 19. 
Okay. Music video goes crazy. You know, we shoot it that day, edit it, put it out. It's got like not crazy views, but pretty good views for only having three videos out right now. Yeah. And it's like at three, like 300K. Wow. Something like that. Um, and then this is why I'm like, I feel like I do have an ear for this stuff because two weeks later, he's getting flown back out to um, LA and then he signed with grade A. And for anyone who doesn't know what grade A is, that's the same record label that started Juice World and Kid Leroy. And now ZZZ is going to be like their next up and coming like artist. And now this kid's wild. He's going crazy too. He's got features with Future. He's got features with Marshmallow. He's doing, he's in the studio with Dominic Fike, Benny Blanco. He's done, he's performed at Summer Smash and. Yeah, he's just like on the up and up. And we're like, it's cool because like we're still good friends. Like we'll see every each other every now and again. But it's just like, damn, his career like took off like crazy. So did that video launch him? I don't know if that video launched him. I think he was kind of in the process of already like talking to them. But when the video came out, it seemed like everything kind of got real for him. Like he was like out here like every weekend. Now he's just out here indefinitely. That's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm that's so neat that's it's so cool for you i bet to be able to see something and have a vision and then it's really coming to fruition and like being able to see it all happening the way you kind of thought it should yeah it's cool too because i'm just like proud of like one zzz's got so much talent he's like he's gonna his career like even though probably not many people know of him right now even though his social has grown so much when he drops his project he's gonna be like you're going to hear ZZZ and be like, oh, that's like, he's going to be like the next Juice World. Like his name is going to be so prominent in probably the next year. That's really cool. Yeah. That's got to be so exciting. Yeah, it was crazy. That's nuts. So you find all your artists through social media or through connections and stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you had people that really want to work with you guys, but they weren't the right sound for you? Is that hard to be able to say no to people when it's not aligned with what you guys are doing? Yes and no. There's been like a good amount of artists that have hit me up that are just like kind of new, like they're just breaking out and like finding their own sound, oh, which okay. is completely okay. But sometimes I just have to tell them like, Hey, you got to like, you know, you know, work on your studio time a little bit more, like perfect your sound work with the right producers and then come back to me. Cause I don't want to like shut out an artist and be like, no, like we're not working with you. Like I'm not, I would never be like that. I want to yeah. work with everyone, but it just comes down to like, if I don't love the song, I'm not going to have as much passion put into like the visual aspect. So then I kind of be like, all right, I'm going to hold off, like work on your music, send me some more new stuff in like the next month or two. And then we can like revisit this conversation. That's awesome. It's especially cool now because we've had two pretty big record labels reach out to us that have wanted to work with us recently. Um, One of them is AVEX. They're like a sister company of Sony. They wanted um, to do a partnership and basically have me shoot the, all the visuals for their artists that, that are signed under their label. And they got like they got a lot of they got a lot of people like Austin George, Sadie Jean, um, Dirty Zan. I don't know if you know any of these artists, but they're all like kind of blew up off TikTok. Oh, okay. So they wanted me to like shoot all their videos. So we're kind of still in the works, like figuring stuff out. And then most recently, I got flew out to New York to meet with Atlantic Records because they wanted to do some kind of partnership. Um, but it seemed like they were just kind of trying to own 
everything not really um, like keep the keep the brand what it is like they were like keep running with the the message but we're gonna like own this much and then mm. they're throwing around numbers for an advance and i'm just like well that sounds nice right now because i need the money but yeah <laughs> what is what is it worth if i'm just like killing the brand before it even starts yeah absolutely so will you do side like so obviously this that that company was trying to actually be a part of trailer park and kind of take it over would you still do side projects with other brands like the one that you said like is a sister company of sony and do that as adrian instead of as trailer park it all depends on what my contract would have been with atlantic but i don't think i would have taken the the deal with atlantic just because it seemed like another big brand just trying to come and like own a small brand and build it up which is cool too but it's just like i don't want to have to like get approval for stuff and yeah you know if the creative if i have a creative concept that i want to do i have to go through you know joe schmo and blah 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 just to get approval for this creative idea that i want to do and it takes weeks and months instead of just going after it now because it's so fast paced what you're doing yeah exactly so i'm just like you know it's probably better off just like me focusing on this because it's still it's still so new i've been only like really going hard at this for like maybe six months so it's it's still so new so i'm gonna wait till i ever think about signing a deal with like a record label or a brand or anything like that that makes so much sense yeah so okay let's there's a couple questions that i want to that i want to ask about we'll start with um music because that's kind of what we're talking about what advice do you have for someone that really wants to get into the music industry and is so new and is just posting on tiktok or just hasn't been in the studio or things like that um surround yourself around the right producers people that are going to push you and then do your best to find your sound because there's many artists that i've found that I've been following for a long time and they started doing like this, say like a a hip hop type of vibe and it just didn't work. And then they went more of like, um, like a melodic, like punk, maybe rock type shit. Um, and then the, the punk rock stuff hit and I was just like, Mm. wow. Like the fact that you just went over to that change between trying like the rap versus like the punk rock type stuff. And that hit, that means like, that's, that's your sound. Oh, okay. That's interesting. But, and it, and it takes time to, for a lot of artists to perfect their sound, you know, you're not going to be good off the first song, the first five, the first 10 takes a lot of time and practice to get to like a level that you want to be at. Cause everyone's like their biggest critic. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you said surround yourself with the right producers. How do you find producers? Is there an easy way to find them on social media or what's like a go-to way to find producers that you should be surrounding yourself with? So my, what I do, especially when I want to find producers to connect with artists is I go on, um, I go on Spotify and say, say you really like Post Malone, mm-hmm. you scroll down and you look at all the producers that are tagged with credit inside of, um, inside Spotify. Okay. And then you go on Instagram you find the ones that maybe aren't the most popping, but they still are really, really good, but they have like a low following and then DM them and ask them like, Hey, what are your rates for like helping me do this song? And then you can work with those producers depending on their schedules or if they're signed to a label or whatever it may be. But you just do that to like 10 different people. Someone's going to reach out and probably give you a price. And then you, if you got the money or save your coins and then go to that producer and make, make a hit. Oh, that's really good advice. 
I never yeah. really thought about kind of digging in through Spotify. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's smart. Yeah. Okay. So this is what people in the music industry need to do. What about people that want to get into the video industry? Because what's interesting, and I think a lot of people don't understand is if you say you're in video, they expect you to be able to do all types of video, which as a video producer or video editor or director, you tend to just kind of figure it out when you get onto any different type of set, such as podcasting is so much different than videos you're doing with the Nelk boys because, or maybe yeah. even video, like obviously doing music videos, you don't really need the audio. You're putting the audio on top of it. So you don't yeah. need as many mics and there's just so many different types of video. So what is your advice to someone who wants to get into the video industry? Um, one, don't, don't pitter patter on questioning or like overthinking your video capabilities. Just go shoot some stuff. There's plenty of, especially for the kids out in LA, like there's this thing called street meet that I used to go to, to like practice. And like, it's just like a bunch of people that come together and they are, they're all dressed up in costume. And then I would just shoot a montage every time and just practice my craft. So there's stuff like that. If you guys want to check that out, it's street meet LA. If you're in the LA area, I'm, I'm, they have them all over. If you look up like street meet Florida, they do these things like once a month, you can go there and practice your craft. Don't question stuff. Just take your camera, go down there and shoot. Um, the other piece of advice, if you want to get into video and you know of like a director that you that you're really like fond of, DM that person. Don't ask to shadow them. Never ask to shadow them because I've I've got so many DMs of kids being like, "Can I shadow you for a day?" And I'm just like, "No," because then I'm just teaching you throughout the day when it's a stressful day for me. Like mm. that's not a benefit to me. Yeah. But my advice would be hit up a director, hit up a filmer that you know, and just be like, hey, can I shoot a BTS video for you for free? Get on oh. set and then just watch what they do. So then you're not bugging Ooh. them and you're also doing them a service for free. You're helping them get some BTS content for their personal selves, whatever they want to use that footage for. And then you're also like getting that knowledge of like being behind the scenes, watching what they do. Don't ask too many questions, just be observant and then shoot the shoot the content for them and then boom you never know you might make a relationship with that guy and then later down the line he might hire you on for multiple productions and then now you have that connection that's really good advice really yeah. good advice okay so adding on to that i think another great piece of advice is figuring out kind of like you said finding the directors that you're interested in but also kind of figuring out the type of video you want to do because as much as people make it seem like video is video, it's not. There's a difference between doing product video or taking photos of products or taking videos of products um, or a music video or vlogs or, I mean, I could go on forever. I mean, you could just be a video editor in post-production because that's what I was doing in sports. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many different avenues you can go within video. So I think not only figuring out who you're interested in, because I think it all kind of ties together. If you like that director, you tend to like those type of videos, yeah. but figuring out the type of video you want to do by kind of trying more things, because sometimes you might not realize that you like that type of content until you do it. Yeah. It's literally just about going out there and like trying a bunch of different styles of video or photo that you like. And the same thing goes for photographers. If you hit up a photographer that you love and you're just like, Hey, let me come out and shoot some BTS photo or video for them. They're 90% of the time. They're going to be like, that actually sounds pretty cool. No one ever takes photos of me. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's cool to see. Like every time we do like a BTS, I look through the BTS photos after a music video shoot and I'm just like, 
oh damn like these came out really like dope like i'm usually the one just like focusing on behind the scenes or behind the camera and stuff like that so when i see Absolutely. like us setting up a rig i'm just like oh damn that's cool that's kind of sick i have yeah, footage like of me the, doing that it's like the stupid shit that i'm like hey that's cool we set up that there that's cool yeah. Well, I mean, it is true. Cause I mean, I've done a lot of travel videos. I, I got super into video because of sharing memories and I realized 90% of the time it's me taking sick videos of other people. And then I'm like, can you take one quick video of me? And it's like awful. Yeah. Even if like most of these videographers, directors, or photographers have like their own website, it'd be cool just to have some like BTS photos just to put on your website or anything like that. That's what I'm saying. Like if, if these kids that want to break out of this industry and you really like someone, you really fuck with like their style, just hit them up and just be like, yo, let me come shoot some BTS stuff for you. I get, I guarantee nine times out of 10, they're going to be like, what is it going to hurt? I'm not paying yeah. this person. And they're just going to help me shoot some content for free. And then you never know. They might be like, okay, I need like a photographer's assistant come out to the shoot. And then boom, you're getting paid. Now you have that connection. Yeah. That's, oh, I love that advice. I think that's something that, um, a lot of people can take and use for sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Now let's dive into, is there anything else with trailer park that you want to share before we take a second away from it? Oh, I guess the only, the only thing that kind of recently happened that was really cool. Um, I'll, I'll make this short and sweet, but I was in, um, I was in Columbia. I was doing some commercial work out there. Um, and, um, I think it was, it was supposed to be my last day in Columbia. And then some kid with like, you know, there's a lot of kids that like walk around and like they rap on the streets to try to make some tips. And this kid with like a giant boom box, he's like rolling on the floor, like comes up to us and he just starts rapping. Like he just starts going crazy and he's like picking out things that we're wearing. So he's like rapping off the top of his head. And I was just like, damn, this kid's like really good. And it's all in Spanish. So I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> he's really good. I have no idea what he's saying, but he's yeah. really good at it. <laughs> but I could tell he was just like picking out colors that we were wearing. Like he's picking out like sh certain shoes. Like I was catching words that I was just like, okay, this like this is dope. And then before he left, you know, I gave him some cash, and I was just like, yo, like give me your Instagram. I took his Instagram down, and I was getting all my friends. I was like, yo, can you translate this? Can you translate that? Like, <laughs> I was like, tell him I want to shoot a music video with him when I come back here next time. And then um he messaged me back he was like bro like that'd be like crazy that'd be an honor and i was like okay let's do it then i ended up extending my stay like another week so i texted him like the next day and i was like i'm staying for a week let's shoot this music video on wednesday and he's just like okay let's do it and then so i'm scrambling like last minute i'm like okay we got to get a van we got to get locations we got to find all this stuff so i'm connecting with the people that know columbia there and know like friends with like penthouses like different like creative studios places we can go in Columbia where we can get like get some footage. So made a schedule, wrote down like a like a janky like shot list and I was like, all right, we're just gonna have fun with it that day. Um and then just I mean we shot the music video that day. That kid was like he comes from like a like a pretty bad background. Um he he was currently living in like a motel. He also had a daughter and he basically works on the streets because he doesn't have papers to make money to you know support his living and then his daughter so that's the type of stuff that i was just like man if we really like kill it with this clothing we could almost bring this kid's career to the next level so we've been like talking with like reggaeton producers out here and trying to get them linked up together the only issue is i can't fly him to the u.s 
it would mm, take he doesn't have eight. he doesn't have a passport or anything no he has, he's got nothing he i mean to be honest like he's barely got clothes on his back like i was wow. telling him like bring outfits out and he was just like i only have like a jacket and then i have like two pairs of pants he wow. has like no t-shirts he doesn't he doesn't yeah. I was like, damn, it's like really that rough. But that's, but like when I see someone with talent, like I'm just like, okay, I want to do the best I could do for this kid. Yeah. So like support him. He's very down on his luck right now. How old so is he? He's 23. Wow. Yeah. He's pretty young. That's crazy. How so, old is this kid? Uh, two, I think. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy. So I guess my idea was, I was just like, okay, maybe after this next clothing drop, we'll see how much money we have. We'll fly him to Mexico. Me and the team here, will fly to Mexico with the producer, with all the audio equipment. We'll spend a week in Mexico just recording and just record however many songs we could bang out within those seven days and then see if we can help get him some really quality music to put out and then maybe like try to get him a possible deal with record labels. Wow. You know, when we have like a really good producer and we have him, that's just like, he's like insane. He could bang out songs and like, he do like five in a night. He's just like, wow. like that. But I'm like, this guy, this kid could be like the next bad bunny, super good looking kid too. Like, he's just like, he's like got that spark that I first felt when I saw ZZZ, but now, oh, okay. but now this kid ocean in the reggaeton industry. Wow. Does he speak English at all? No. That's crazy. So I'm like Google translating between them like the whole time, but I'm taking, I take Spanish lessons three times a week now because I need to learn it. If I'm going to like awesome. in the reggaeton industry and in the Spanish industry and all that. Very cool. So I'm slowly learning Spanish. That's awesome. I was not great at it in class for being honest. Really? I wasn't no. either. I, I didn't learn a single thing in high school. No, I learned no say. That was it. Yeah. And that means I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher calls and you're like no say mm -mm. yeah no say my birthday is may 5th so i i am mexican to an extent <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to put it mm -hmm. <laughs> i was telling everyone in colombia that and they'd like die laughing <laughs> you're like i'm basically mexican singing a mile yeah. here we come and they kept calling me a widow <laughs> it means just like the white guy or something like that <laughs> You're like, yeah, that adds up. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, that is really cool. I love that you guys are doing that. I think it really encompasses the brand and kind of what you guys are trying to do. Um, yeah. How many people do you guys have on your team, actually? Um, so we have a good amount of people on the team. Um, most of the people like come and go because it's like, oh, I only hire certain people on for jobs, but they're usually the same consistent people. But it would be, it's me. Taylor, our producer and our, our merch guy, he does like literally all helps me out with like every single piece of the video, all, all the music videos and stuff. And then he does like pretty much every, everything with like the merch. He's like a, he's a God at that stuff. And we have I need Jason to talk Mice. to this guy. Yeah. He's, he, I'll connect you. He's really okay, good. Perfect. And then we have Jason, our assistant director. We have Shane. Um, he's our BTS videographer, Shane, my brother, he's our BTS photographer. We have Hope. She's like my little sister. She's our, our secondary BTS uh, photographer. And then we have Kat, um, our wardrobe. And then um, we have a stylist, or no, a makeup artist, Linda. And then we have 
the same company I always use, the Moose Media for crane operators and stuff like that. And then we have assistant, like um, production assistants. His name's Ian. He's been like my right-hand man with a lot of stuff. Um, trying to think who else. Oh, we have our graphic designer, Alex. We have our web developer, Wes. So we have like Dang. a pretty solid team right now. Yeah. But it's it's still so early stages. So the, we're not making like a ton of money yet. So like eventually, yeah. you know, when we start like making a lot of money off the clothing, I want to make sure like everyone who helped me in the beginning is all taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you are obviously the director of everything. Mm-hmm. Do you do the business side as well? And how hard is that to like navigate doing the business and trying to be creative and trying to be the director? Yeah. So I do both. Um, and it's hard. It's really hard. I want to eventually get it to where like, I don't have to focus too much on the business stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's like I said, it's such early stages yeah. that I have to be like, I have to be my own producer. I have to be my own, you know, camera operator. Sometimes I got to be the director and then I got to do all the business stuff. You know, it's like I'm juggling probably 10 different roles. So, yeah. and I don't think it'll be like that forever, but for right now I'm completely fine with it. I just know yeah. I got to do what I got to do to get to where I want to be. So I still have fun doing it. It's it's stressful at times for sure, but I it's what it's my passion. I love it. Yeah. I think that's a huge mis- misconception for people who have a passion and want to turn it into a business is they forget that they almost in some cases stop being the they stop doing the creative side because they have to focus so much on the business. Yeah. And obviously there's the ways where you, you have to navigate both and if you want to you got to kind of eventually give up one and it's like, you got to decide which one it is. But I think that's a big thing about being an entrepreneur and starting your own business is understanding that there's so much of the business side that you never realize you were going to have to tackle taxes. Yeah. That's a fun yeah. thing to try to figure out yeah. uh, <laughs> and all of that. Yeah. So even getting like the business licenses for everything, starting your like LLC, like it was oh, yeah. fictitious business name. Yeah. It's like, it's just like so much. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning as I'm going. Absolutely. Yeah. There is so many ins and outs that go into starting a business and that's, I mean, I just did mine's still sole proprietorship, so it's not even an LLC. So it's like, once you dive into that, it's even more intense. (laughs) Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Do you think it helped working for the Nelk boys and, or like all the jobs you've done over your kind of career to help you tie everything together since you've had to wear so many different hats? Oh, a hundred percent. I think, I think a lot of the knowledge that I have today is from being like basically learning how to be a producer for Nelk. No one like guided me and told me what to do. It was kind of just like, Hey Adrian, can you set up this video? And I'm like, sure. And then I'm figuring out like, details and all this stuff and how to set things up so like it was one of those things where it's like you're kind of just pushed into this into this like role so like i had yeah. to figure everything out so then i had the knowledge to take that over into trailer park and now i know a lot more than i would have if i wasn't producing their videos absolutely i think that's actually a really good lesson for people is realizing that sometimes you just kind of got to get into the realm of video and probably working under somebody else or even yourself and 
make bigger aspirations than you think you can handle and then figure it out. Cause that's actually what's interesting. That's how I figured out a lot of video. I was doing podcasting. I was doing all these random things for my company at the time. And I mm -hmm. had to just figure it out. I was like, I don't know what gear we need. And I'd kind of tell them what we needed and yeah. wing it. And you learn a lot. By it. You learn a lot really quick. Yeah. What's your biggest mistake you made when trying to wing it? Have you ever had a big mistake or you just kind of tend to figure it out? So I, I guess the biggest mistake I made recently, which I, I, I'm glad I learned it early on, but um, when I shoot music videos, I, I tend to try to come up with like a concept that's just like kind of out of the box. It's like, it almost doesn't make sense that it's like part of the music video, but it makes sense mm -hmm. in the edit. But I worked with an artist recently and um, he was so headstrong about his idea and his vision. And I just couldn't pry him out of that. And uh, mm. I eventually was like, okay, fuck it. We'll do your vision. And I think mm. I kind of dropped the ball in like the whole video, like regardless, it's going to come out. It's probably going to, it's probably going to turn out just fine, but it wasn't my original vision. So like, I mm. don't have, I didn't have much passion put into it because I was just like, I was just shooting. Yeah. There was no creative coming from me. I, I was just like, shooting the shots that he wanted and i was just like wasn't into it so for the future i think i want to like you know tell these artists like it's hard to explain someone a creative concept until it's mm. like the visual is put out and absolutely like, that's why that makes sense like for instance mm. the young boy rob video that like we just recently did um i was explaining everything to him but he was so like i'm gonna trust your vision but so much of the stuff that I was explaining, I was like, I can understand how nothing makes sense. Yeah. You just got to understand when the video comes out, you'll see how it looks. And he's just like, I don't care. Do your thing. And I was like, fuck yes. Like then I was full creative control. Yeah. But it all depends on the artist. And some artists are like, oh, I just want this and this put in. I'm like, cool. Like we'll tie that in together and then we'll yeah. like talk about it. But then there's some artists that are just like, no, it has to be this way. And I'm just like, I hate the whole stereotypical let's have you rap in front of these two nice cars. And it's like, there's no create Everyone does that. Yeah, absolutely. It gets boring. Yeah. But I love working with artists that like I send a treatment over and they're like, yeah, this is fire. Do it. I'm like, okay. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah actually I applaud people that can create video or create anything quote creative around someone else's idea. Cause I, when I was working for a different company, I, just basically had to listen to whatever advice they gave. And if they didn't like the video, they would, you know, chop it. And I have to do it exactly to their, what they were thinking. And it is really complicated to do. So I applaud anyone that can do it. It is so much easier when you are passionate about it and understand kind of your own ideas and kind of can put everything into it. Yeah. It's so fun too. When you see yeah. like the end product, it's, the most fulfilling thing you've ever seen. It's like, oh, yeah. this is fucking awesome. All that hard yeah. work was worth it. Absolutely. And it's, again, that's the different part of video that people don't really understand when getting into it is that there's so many video jobs that you can get that have nothing to do with your creativity. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, if you're good at executing and bad at creativity, get into a post-production job that is all based on a producer telling you what to do because you yeah. thrive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I love all of that. Okay. So I found some random questions on the internet because I thought it'd be funny to figure out random podcast questions for you. And okay. so I've been asking a couple of them, but one of them is if you could go back and give your 18 year old self a piece of advice, what would it be? 
Oh God. It's I, I guess it may be like stereotypical, but just, who gives a fuck about what people think about you? Mm-hmm. I worried so much about what, what people cared about me. And I was just like, I went down the whole wrong career path early in, in my um, younger years. And I wish I just stuck to what I wanted to do. But when you see all your friends going off to college and getting degrees and all this other shit, it's just like, it kind of like, you know, digs deep and you're just like, shit, am I doing the wrong thing? Like I probably should just get a degree. So I look like I'm, I'm successful. Yeah. I made that huge mistake of following the, the sheep and going and trying to get a degree. And, you know, when I told my friends, yeah, I think I'm going to pursue like a career in film. A lot of them just were like idiot, like just go get your nursing degree. Like that's going to make you money. Like, I'm like, that's, that's not my, I have a passion though. Like I want to do this. And then when I got the job at Nelk, all of a sudden, all those same people that are working in offices 40 hours a week plus are asking me, yo, can I get a job with Nelk? Do they have any open openings? And I'm just like, like, you're the same person that laughed at me when yeah. I was one saying I wanted to like, pursue a passion and I worked my ass off on getting this, this job. So that's crazy. My statement is do whatever the fuck you want to do and don't listen to your stupid ass friends telling you <laughs> you're doing something wrong because you're probably not. You're right where you should be. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's such great advice for everybody as well. Um, especially in your twenties, like, especially in your twenties, like I'm now in my, I'm almost 31 and next week, a week from yesterday, 31 old. But (laughs) I think it's so interesting because I remember thinking of a 30 year old and you're like, God, you're old. I am not remotely mature. I'm not an adult at all. So many things to do and so many things to see still. And yeah, it is. It is great advice because sometimes, you know, I tell people that, you know, don't, don't care what people think, but it's hard not to. I mean, yeah, I no, sure. am not a big fan of social media. I don't like posting on social media, but with what I'm doing, I need to. And so yeah. I finally remade my personal Instagram public. It was yesterday and it, I was terrified. I have no idea why, but I was terrified. I'm like, Oh gosh, here we go. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. But it's like, you got to remind yourself. It's like one, who cares? Like all my people that like me lo- will always love me. And even if they're making fun of me, they still love me. And they're just going to have to deal with it because we're going for it. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to get in that mindset of like not giving a fuck. But at a certain point, you're like, what do I have to lose? Like, yeah, I could die tomorrow. And then am I still going to be worried about the people that, you know, would have said like, oh, that video sucked. Like, no, who cares? Yeah. Well, and it's way worse to not do it than to sit and say, oh, I'm so nervous. It's like, okay, what the hell does that mean? Like, yeah. Okay. But you go back and say, I didn't try because I was nervous. It's way lamer than just trying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was actually talking to someone this um, last week at the event and they were talking about, you know, trying to make more friends like in their new city. And the one thing that I was talking to her about was I'm like, okay, this is perfect. I probably would never... I've done it before, but I don't like to do it in my own city because I grew up here. And I mean, I don't really feel like seeing everybody I know sitting by yourself by yourself at a bar. But yeah, new cities, any new places, go to the city next to yours if you need to. But if you're looking for new friends or looking for people to talk to, you're looking for a job. This is actually really good for networking. Go sit at a bar. My friend actually made a good suggestion. Depending, you go to the bar that the people you want to meet are at. So if like if it's business people you want to meet, go to a hotel. Mm-hmm. Sit at the bar because they're in town. They're trying to figure things out. 
they are down to talk to people because they're alone and sit at a bar and go meet people. And they're like, well, what if you get nervous? I said, put your nerves into your beer because who cares? All right. All <laughs> That's right. what beer's for. <laughs> yeah. I like and that. if you don't drink, put it into your water and just drink it yeah. faster. Yeah, exactly. Because what, what are you going to lose? You may never see this person again. And yeah. All, yeah, exactly. You meet a lot of cool people. I feel like that's great for honestly friendships and or networking because yeah. if you talk to enough people in airports or any place you want to go, the type of place you want to be, if you obviously want to be in the music industry, find a bar restaurant close to one of the studios and start just talking to people about what you want to do. I've met some really yeah. cool people that go, oh, I know da 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 who's in whatever. And all of a sudden I'd say... 99% of my jobs in my life were networking. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, I've gotten maybe one job on my own. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's, it's like very connections based. Yeah. Like the more connections you have, like that's going to, what that's really, what's going to excel you to like the next stages in, in whatever career you're in. You never know Absolutely. who you're going to be. I did yeah. that a lot in New York when I was there because mm -hmm. I was there alone for four days and you know, I'd go, I just go skate around the city and then Oh, it's powerful to be alone. You can meet so many cool people because you yeah. don't rely on anybody. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, I went to, to I just went to the skate park alone. I was just like, I'm gonna skate for a little bit, see if I can just like skate with some homies. Thirty minutes into the skate sesh, I was just like talking to some dude. He like rides for like um I forgot what the brand was, but he rode for someone. And then I was just like, like, yo, like, can I get some footage of you? Like just skating. And then, then he was like, yeah. So like, I ended up filming him for like an hour just, and he was like killing it. And I was like, okay, cool. Now it's like, every time I go to New York, like I have his contact. So I can hit him up and like maybe do some promo stuff with him, get him in a trailer park t-shirt and then like film like a skate montage. That's amazing. And I think that's a, I think you brought up a great point without realizing it is that it's genuine connections mm -hmm. and it's not using people. It's not finding yeah. out they're impressive or they, they have something to give you. And then you just automatically do the ask. Sometimes yeah. you got to build relationships, just like any relationship. If it's a significant other or something, you don't just automatically go up to him and be like, we're dating. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. like, you got to build that friendship and build that connection. There are times where you can ask immediately, but at the same time, it's not going to be a long-term relationship if you're just asking and that's it. If you're not building a connection with somebody and like building it out. Yeah. Cause then it's 10 times more wholesome. Absolutely. Yeah. That matters. That matters a lot, especially in yeah. connecting with people. Yeah, absolutely. That's sick though. You never know who you're going to meet and like how you're going to make connections though. Exactly. And I think that's a big thing is like attending events or attending different meetups or figuring out people that have a lot in common because you never know what they're going to do. They may yeah. start their own business called trailer park and you weren't doing any of that when I first met you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing when I first met you. <laughs> you were stuck with me forever. I was like, we are going to be friends forever. <laughs> like, yeah. <okay. laughs> I was lost. I, was just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, so funny. I think I had already started on organizing loss at that point. I think that's when it kind of was the idea was coming together with it before it yeah. was a podcast and clothing brands. You no, know, you definitely had started it. That, I think because that was um, that was your separate Instagram you had. Oh, yeah. I That's oh, when no, I decided. That was yeah, I think that's when I decided that unorganized loss needed to be my main account so I could build it up. And then I realized that it was weird that it was just like my life plus unorganized loss, which my life is defined by an organizing law. So it kind of worked out, but yeah, if you guys want to follow me on social media, do it. Cause I don't, we're figuring it out, you know, <laughs> we're all figuring it out day by day. 
<laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions and then I will let you go. But, um, ooh, this one's a good one. Three most influential people in your life and how have they impacted you? And they can be people you've met or haven't met. Like they could be people you follow or something, but they could be people you met too. That is a good question. Um, I would have to say a number one on the list is probably like certain directors um, that I follow. One being like Cole Bennett and um, Jacob Owens. They're both like film director directors. Um, one's out in LA, one's from Chicago, but they kind of built this like empire um, of like visuals through like kind of the same thing. It's like finding new talent and mm -hmm. just like helping artists blow up. And I think that's like so special. And that's why I kind of want to be like the next wave of doing that but just doing it different where like we're basically funded by our clothing um by the people supporting the videos and getting other artists recognized so those are two i'm trying to think of who else okay we can come back to it if you think of who it is then we'll yeah we'll give them a shout out what is a common myth about your job or fields that people don't know or think they know that, that it's always fun it's not always fun because there's so much you have to do on the back end, especially like when you're setting up music videos, but also when you go into like post-production, you start the editing. Mm -hmm. I've had days where I'm just sitting there staring at a screen. I'm like, I don't know how to start this. And I'm just like, so relatable. I'm spiraling. I'm just like, I don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, really the reason I'm laughing is because I've, I've done that way yeah. more times than i'd like to admit people I'm are like sure. oh this video is so pretty how long did it take you and i was like five months <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i've been there so much like so many times and it sucks when you're in that like creative block and you just can't do shit you're like what is wrong with me yeah but yeah it's definitely the, the glitz and glamour is not always there it is fun at times but there's times that you're just like fuck this but that's yeah, it's the you take the good with the bad yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's with any job for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's basically all of them. Ooh, actually, this is this is kind of a good one, and then we'll we'll close it out. But okay. what's one job that you took as a video um, video producer, video editor, whatever that you absolutely hated? Like, what was your least favorite video that you've had to make? And it doesn't have to be specific. It could be like a broad type of video. I don't want to be negative, but working with the, I'm not going to say their names, but working with the YouTubers I past worked for. Oh, okay. I think it kind of set me back, but it was a good experience. Oh, okay. Well, there you but go. I hated it the last two years. What was the weirdest request for a video someone asked you to make? Weirdest I've heard some weird stories for video people. Oh, I guess when I was working with the YouTubers, huh. um, we when we were first moving into the full send house um we wanted to do this big opening video to like show off the house but they were like we want to do like a montage with girls but we want bbws so we had to get i think it was like 13 bbws to the house oh my gosh and um we just had all these you know chicks at the house just running around and everyone was smoking weed and fucked up and i was just like what is happening <laughs> it was it was weird 
overall it was weird but that's probably the weirdest request i've ever got to like doing a video i was like this is kind of out of place but all right <laughs> oh the things you do when you yeah. need money and just people come up with ideas yeah exactly oh goodness I okay i was like i get it <laughs> okay where can the listeners find you um you can find me on instagram my inst- my personal instagram is adrian a-d-r-i-a-n last name for adult uh v-e-r-d-u-l-t and then the instagram for trailer park is in, uh, just trailer park with four underscores um you can check us out on our website that's um opentrailerpark.com and then youtube is just trailer park you might have to look up like trailer park like zzz to find the channel because there's so much other stuff that comes up when you look up trailer park on youtube Okay. I'll tag it all below too. So people can find it easier. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast with me, Adrian. This was so fun. I think we should just make it a tradition that every year we, we catch up and see where you're at. Let's do it. I'm down. Okay. Well, we're here to prove you don't always have to be organized to follow your dreams and getting lost. Isn't always a bad thing until it is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Until it is. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Bye.